0: Hello there, this is AD Robles, and you're listening to AD on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Alright, well, let's begin today and let me just say this if you have not considered becoming a Fight Laugh Feast Network club member, please consider doing so. I there are there are two things that I think the mainstream media and I include you know, like things like Gospel Coalition and ERLC in that category. They're essentially the same thing, except one has some gospely words and stuff like that. But there's, there's two things that they're committed right now to pumping into people. And that's fear and confusion. I think you, you you're the, the the signals that you're getting from people there's a lot of fake news out there all this president-elect stuff the office of the president-elect there's there are no there are no inconsistencies or irregularities in the voting nothing to see i know you saw it with your own eyes but there's nothing to see here i mean these are propaganda machines obviously and so truth is lacking but also joy is lacking i mean people are trying to pump fear every single day and it's and it's not on only on one side by the way there's fear on both the conservative and the liberal side that people want you to feel and i think that to combat that there's no better way than to listen to some content from the Fight Laugh Feast Network. We're doing a great job not only trying our best to decipher, you know, the truth through all of the lies that you're getting from the mainstream media, but also to do it in such a way that is joyful. I mean, we can fight and, you know, a lot of people don't like to fight, but, but the way that we do it, I mean, we exude, I think, joy in the fight. But fighting, uh, laughing and feasting, these are things that are, are are absolutely joyful. And so Christians should be doing this all the time. We should be filled with the joy of the Lord, even though we're in severe times and there serious things going on, no question about it, we should exude joy from the Lord. And I think that one way to do this, one way to cultivate that is to see other people doing it. And the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network is very good at this kind of thing. So... If you have not considered doing so already, please consider supporting this network by becoming a network club member. Use the show code Robles. That's R O B L E S. Thank you very much. But I, let's just say this, guys. I hope you're hanging in there. I really do. If you if you've been watching the 80 Robles YouTube channel, I've been saying for for the last week or so, ever since the election election night, when things were still you know confusing and nobody really knew what what the what the way it was looking like it was gonna go. I was saying like like the reality is that, that that we should have no despair either way, whatever happens, because God's commands are simple. You know, He's not like the state. He's not like a statist who wants to have a million laws doing a million things and, and the laws contradict each other, they're confusing, and the whole reason they contradict each other is so that they can always catch you in some kind of infraction if they want to. That's an oppressive state, and we're not talking about that. God's law for you is quite simple. I'm not saying it's easy. Like, it's not always easy to kill your sin, right? It's not always easy to do that kind of stuff, but the law is simple. Like, God wants you to know what he requires of you, and so he doesn't confuse you with a mess of complicated nonsense. In fact, I would argue any preacher or teacher that, that makes it seem confusing to you is probably not a very good teacher, and also they might have some ulterior motives uh, to what they're doing, because God's law is quite simple. You should have no despair because despite uh, who's the president, whether it's carmela Car- Carnale, Car- Carnilla, Carnilla Harris or somebody else. Your responsibilities are clear. Your responsibilities are simple. God wants you to worship him. He wants you to obey him. He wants you to take care of your family. He wants you to have a family, by the way. He, uh, he wants you to have kids and to teach them in the fear and admonition of the Lord and to rinse and repeat. And so we should have no despair because we don't have to you know, seize the thrones of power in the United States of America. I mean, we certainly can do that, and we actually will do that. Um, but I would argue that a lot of that kind of stuff will happen through obedience in the simple areas—yourself, your family, your local uh, assembly, your church, your local community. That's where I think the the, the, the tide changes, right? Because you just have to unplug from all the insanity and all the craziness, like like you watching you're watching. Uh, uh cnn or msnbc or fox news you're getting that whole official you know the office of the president elect and he's making moves and everything looks really official like like it's just all for optics it's a fantasy they think that if they do it in a very official way then it just no matter what happens whether it happens in the courts whatever they're gonna get their way it's just really funny to watch do you ever Did you ever um did you know that there are there are businesses actually that sell this exact service, the service that Joe Biden is using to, uh, to, uh, to, to be the president-elect, even if he hasn't been elected president-elect yet. Like that's, there, there's, um, there's a YouTuber, let me show you this. This is a guy called CoffeeZilla. Coffeezilla is really funny. He's, he's, like, he's a white dude, kind of nerdy, but what he does is he exposes like, those like, fake gurus. You know, you know, like those Instagram influencers, and they're always posing next to like, Lamborghinis and stuff, and they're like, selling you stock tips or whatever. Those guys are such scams, like Ty Lopez, for example. Anyway, that's what this whole channel is all about. It's all about fake gurus. And one time he did a review of this guy who is like the fake guru of fake gurus. Like, what he does is he sells a service, that makes it appear like you were invited to speak at let's say Harvard Harvard Business School. So you can pay him a fee and he sets up a conference and he'll record it, put it online. It'll be something you can put on your resume that makes it appear like you were invited to speak at Harvard Business School, very prestigious, right? Or CNN or something like that. Like he 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 has this whole system where he does these fake Speeches, but it looks very official. Let me show you this one. This is this is pretty funny. He's up there with the likes of Bill Gates, right? With with the likes of Jeff Bezos. Okay, Bezos. Watch. Let me see. Look at this. Look at this. Bezos. Look at this. This this looks really real, doesn't it? Remember it. I'm 19 years old, driving in a third world country with my parents hands are grabbing Look at this. So, so, this is what's going on with the Joe Biden Vice President elect thing. He's got the background it looks very official and then he's he's wearing nice clothes and he's speaking and you can see there's even an audience. Look at this. So, he's got an audience. People are actually watching this speech. You know what you know who these people are? These are other people who bought the service and they're waiting for their turn to speak at Harvard. <laughs> So they, they got this whole thing going on, and it looks really official. Now, if you, a careful observer would see that this is actually not the official seal of Harvard. Like, this is all fake, right? But the idea is if you're a fake guru trying to, trying to appear like you're a leader in something, you, you can all, appearances actually matter a lot. And so if you put this on your LinkedIn or something, people would see that and be like, oh, I want to do business with this guy. This guy must know what he's talking about. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some fake stock tips from this guy. So, so this is like an image thing, right? That's, this is what this is. This is exactly if what I Joe Biden you? is doing right now with alley. the president-elect uh, stuff. Been as a this guy is Joe Biden right here, <laughs> Car- and Carnila Carn- Carnale Carnale Harris. Yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway. But it's all fake. Right. And we, I think a lot of people have woken up to the uh, to are hip to the game now like they realize that the election was fake and they realize that the polls were fake. You see, the polls get faked. Right. And so you assume that Biden's going to win. And then you do all kinds of shady things on election day, and then, um, but 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 because you are already assuming he was gonna win, it's like okay, well maybe there was some shady stuff going on, but it's not gonna really affect the outcome, I and mean, we were already expecting him to win by ten percent and stuff like that. So clearly, there's, you're not gonna shift it ten percent. And then he puts the uh, the fake guru office of the president elect thing, this thing going on here, and then it's all every optic that makes you think that well it's just official, there's nothing fake about this, but obviously it is fake. I mean, we have eyes. We, we, we're not stupid, right? So we know that it's fake. And so my, my, my whole point, though, is that, that in a world of, of insane lies, guys, like just unplug from it. Don't, don't consent to it. Hold on to the things you know are real. You, your family, God, your church, your local community. These things matter. The, the world isn't fake. All the stuff you see on TV, that's all fake. But But the world isn't actually fake, right? And so, so, I would suggest that instead of wringing your hands full of anxiety about who's the next president, whether it's Carnelie Harris or, you know, uh, president Trump, um whatever whatever happens, guys. Like, there's real stuff that you need to do for a real God that He really requires of you, and I would suggest getting to work with that stuff because there are, you can have a great, you know, 2021 regardless of who's in the White House. There's no question about it because when you're following Christ, life is not easy, but it's always good. And so that's what I would suggest, guys. That, but 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 that's a side issue. Let's get to the point of this video today. Uh, it's not really a side issue, I guess. It's actually the whole point of my YouTube channel. But uh, let's talk about this, because uh, Neil Shenvey tweeted this out. Neil, By the way, Neil's been on fire lately. H- have you noticed this? I think Neil has had it. I think he's had it up to here with the nonsense. He, he's, 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 he's throwing a little snark out there on Twitter. And I got to say, I, for one, am quite pleased. I, th- I think he's realizing that a lot of the people that he interacts with uh, um, that are on the more critical theory, kind of racial reconciliation side of this issue— they're really not they're not interested in in what's true they're just interested in in their storytelling and putting a certain narrative forward I think Neil is starting to realize that they're not honest people like they don't actually have morality um he doesn't have to like like love believing all things doesn't require him to be naive I think Neil is starting to realize that and I'm I for one am grateful so Neil don't lose your winsome attitude I, I love that about you brother but Uh, I gotta say, the last few weeks of tweets, the last week or so of tweets, uh, have been very interesting to watch, and I I understand, man, I understand. Don't get too cynical, but I get it, man. These people aren't honest, and I think it's time that we all realize that. These people aren't honest interlocutors. Anyway, here's something he said, and I I agree with it to a point, but I wanted to just talk about why I think this is uh, not 100% correct. He says this, he says, I resist talking about critical theory as, quote, the greatest threat to evangelicalism, because different churches and different people will face different greatest threats. The greatest threat to a church in rural Nebraska is different than the greatest threat to one in Manhattan. And this is true. I I would agree with him. I think that each church has to um, know itself, right? Like each pastor has to know his congregation, uh, and to know where he should be focusing on, what he should be um, driving home, that kind of thing, and every congregation that's—it's very true—is different. There's no question about it. Um, but what I what I what I disagree with, though, is the idea that you know critical theory isn't going to affect everybody. And I think Neil knows better. I mean, you know, you, you can look at things as, as as stupid as like knitting clubs and and Magic the Gathering clubs and stuff like that. And critical theory is affecting these areas. Like you wouldn't un- believe how much critical theory is affecting the world of Star Wars tabletop gaming. I'm a nerd, and so I, I enjoy Star Wars tabletop gaming. But if you can believe it, critical theory and this whole racial reconciliation nonsense is affecting Star Wars tabletop gaming in a very negative way. And how does this happen? Because I, I don't think that um, Nebraska you know congregations are just naturally becoming critical theorists. No, no, no. Here's how it happens, Neil, and this is why... YouTube channels like mine exist because the thing is, like people say, well, you should focus on your local congregation. This is actually something that uh, my co-elder at the church where I had conflict with. This is what he was saying here. He was saying, well, you know, you shouldn't criticize the words of uh, of Tim Keller or Matt Chandler because that's outside of your congregation. A pastor should be focused on his congregation, and I agree, a pastor should be focused on his congregation. But we have to recognize the reality that Tim Keller. Matt Chandler, Russell Moore, all of these Big Eva goons have their claws in your congregation no matter where you are. You can be in Africa, and Russell Moore has his dirty little claws in your congregation because of the power of the Internet and the power of the guild. Like, guys, if you're a rural pastor, you, you understand, I'm sure, that your congregation reads Big Eva's books reads Big Eva blogs, they even fly to go to Big Eva conferences. And so Tim Keller has a major influence on your church. And you know this, guys, you know this, because oftentimes you promote their books. And so to say that, like, critical theory affecting a a church in Manhattan of a a mover, of a shaker in Big Eva, somehow doesn't have a negative influence on your rural church in Nebraska, I think that's naive. I think that's very naive, and I I actually don't even think anecdotally this is correct. In fact, some people were responding to Neil here in the the comments saying, hey, I live in Nebraska, so, you know, um, this is not hypothetical for me critical theory is affecting us here in Nebraska <laughs> you know what I mean like and I think that's obviously true that that's obviously true in, in my opinion and so while I agree like every church has to discern what their greatest threat is I think it's naive to think that the the church in Manhattan Tim Keller these these cosmopolitan types that are at the that are at the right hand of the Democratic power propaganda machine um, these people do have an influence on your congregation whether you know it or not I would suggest learning it because they do. They do. You're, these books that, that are out there, they're not innocuous, right? Like Russell Moore's latest, David Platt's latest on voting, like this is going to have an impact on how your people vote, because David Platt has clout. David Platt has a track record of, of, of a pretty good track record, in my opinion. But David Platt's book on voting is god awful. It's not good. And it's going to affect your local congregation. So, so I would suggest that part of the parcel of the role of the pastor, this is why I had conflict with my church because my point was, the role of a pastor is to protect the flock, whether it's something that's happening locally or something that's happening on the Internet. The, the, not, the Internet's not excluded from this. And so if I know that my people read Tim Keller books and Tim Keller saying nonsense about how maybe we shouldn't even tell people they're sinners kind of thing, or, or like if you have white skin, you're, you have to repent, like nonsense like that, like critical theory, I want to tell my white congregants actually that's not the case. Here's what the Bible says about it. Tim Keller's wrong about that. I know you might have liked his book, The Reason for God. I promise you it's not the greatest book of all time. And by the way, he's dead wrong on this. He should not teach what he's teaching. And I can show you in the Bible in a very straightforward way why he's wrong about this. You don't have to take my opinion versus Tim Keller the Great, right? You don't have to do that. You can just look at the scripture. And so so that's the thing, Neil. Like, I agree with you to a point. Every pastor needs to discern for themselves where to focus. But let's not pretend like if you're in Nebraska, somehow critical theory isn't reaching you. It definitely is, man. These, this is why I'm trying to topple Big Eva. People are like, 80 Robles is just trying to topple the Institute. I make no bones about that. You're absolutely right. I want to topple the power structures. That's true. That's one of my goals, actually. Uh, and the reason why I want to do it is not because I just have a problem with authority or institutions. No, I have no problem with institutions. I just don't like institutions that lie to you, that spread propaganda, that are indistinguishable from CNN except with a few gospelly centered words in it. Like, that's what I have a problem with. It, that J- Jonathan Lehman, if you remember, when I was at the Fight, Last Feast conference, he was, he was subtweeting me saying how the people that are against uh, Big Eva are creating a new Big Eva and I'm like I don't have a problem with the institutions you don't understand like you're not getting it if if Fight Laugh Feast became an institution I would have no problem with it until they started lying and if they did I would quit immediately right that's the thing like they start to spread democrat propaganda obviously I'm not going to be a part of that like that, that doesn't make any sense like I don't have a problem with institutions I don't have a problem with institute. I, listen, I, I prefer to have power more locally in the, in the individual churches, of course. But I don't have a problem with people having a blog that's accessible by everybody. That's not the issue. The issue is the lying. The issue is the propaganda. And so that's kind of what, that, what I'm referring to. Just a side note here. We've got uh, Kurt Kennedy saying that the greatest threat of the gospel in Jesus' day were hypocritical teachers who neglected the weightier matters of the law. Among them were justice mercy, and faithfulness. I think this is still true today. I actually agree agree with Kurt here. This is still true today. And he's talking about the Pharisees. But you see, the thing with the Pharisees, though, was that they had a veneer of caring about these things. They had a veneer of caring for the weightier matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. The problem is that they got it all twisted up. They're like Judas, right? Like Judas had a veneer of caring for the poor, right? He had a veneer of mercy about him. So Kurt is right. That's hypocritical he didn't really care about the poor he was just empowering himself he was just skimming off the top and that's why we need to excommunicate democrats Kurt kennedy i'm still not quite sure if you agree with me on that i'm not really sure because you've you've know, kind of sent a lot of mixed signals pretending like you were joking but then i'm not really sure that you were but i don't really care about that kurt uh because i'm not going back and forth with you until you have the courage to pick up the phone and call me but anyway but i agree man like like yeah we we need people that have that go beyond the veneer of caring about justice and mercy like this is why the woke church is so corrupt in my opinion, because they've got a veneer of caring for justice and mercy and faithfulness. But really, when you look at the, like, under the hood a little bit, they're not faithful at all. In fact, so much of what they say overturns the law of God. Look at Eric Mason, my content on Eric Mason for that. He's just, he's saying the opposite of God's law, pretending like it is. That's a problem, Kurt, I agree. The veneer of mercy is the Democrats' welfare system, which actually all it does is impoverish people even more. It's fake mercy, and plus it's also stealing. So that's a veneer it's like judas they're empowering themselves while pretending to care about the poor and justice is the same thing you guys don't care about justice in the woke church the woke church doesn't care about ju- they pretend they care about justice but it's really fake it's a hypocritical thing and so kirk kennedy is right here although i'm pretty sure that's not what he had in mind when he said this tweet maybe it is it's hard to decipher him because he says a lot of mixed messages in my opinion anyway I hope you found this video and podcast helpful. You know, we can talk more about it, but, but yeah, this, uh, this whole thing, I thought this was so funny, man. This guy, this is, this is Joe Biden. There's a guy who sells this service, right? This is exactly what Joe Biden and Carmilla Carnale Harris is, uh, is doing right now. Anyway, I hope you found this podcast helpful. God bless. Don't forget to tune in next week on Thursday for AD on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network.